Welcome. My name is Nikki Jones-Stockreef, and I am the host of For the Love of Horses. In this podcast series, conversations with Daphne Hagmans will be shared on topics of horsemanship and a system of compassionate dressage training. I am an adult amateur and have been riding recreationally most of my life. In the last few years, I've been riding in the discipline of dressage with my Clydesdale thoroughbred cross-gelding Winston. My friend Daphne is an FEI rider and trainer and certified High Performance One coach with over 40 years of experience. We hope you are inspired to become a better rider and trainer for your horse. Each episode will cover a topic relevant to the sport of dressage and will end with a take-home message, quote, or reading recommendation. We also discuss strategies to improve your riding success between rides. Hey, Daphne, you figured it out. Hi, sorry, Nikki. Yeah, it takes some time each time. I'm trying to click on it. It just doesn't open up to you. (laughs) Now it does. Okay, well. We'll work that one out. Yeah. Technical problems. Yeah. Story of our lives these days. But that's okay. Here we are with our next um, podcast again. We're rolling right along. Feels great. For, for sure. Next installment. Um, did you have a good day today? Yeah, the weather's so nice. It's nice to be, finally feel like sort of spring light and take off a few of the layers. So mm-hmm. it's all good. I got out in the garden picking up sticks deadheading and could see the bulbs coming up so oh wow that's great spring's coming we'll be horse showing before we know it yay (laughs) so i think we're continuing where we left off with seat positions and leg aids explained and this is part two that's right. In the first um, part, we discussed the seat aids in detail, and today we're going to go on with the leg positions, and these two things are used together in conjunction to um, um, ask our horse to do all the things that we want it to do, forwards, backwards, sideways, all the different movements. Um, so we do, divided it into two because we thought there was lots of technical stuff going on, and um, I think we covered the seat stuff pretty well in the last one so I think we can get on to the different leg positions here mm-hmm. yeah and the, and these two podcasts really need to be listened to together because uh, you, you can't really do them in isolation that's right and we mentioned it at the beginning of the last um, one on the seat that we are uh, starting to put this together into a visual clinic type of um, format um, that uh, hopefully we'll be able to give some information on that at some point so that you can see with videos and photos um, what we're describing here. That's so exciting. Just another mode of learning that um, I think hearing it, thinking about it, seeing it, reading about it, trying it on your horse, Mm -hmm. all those different things will help bring it all together. So hopefully we can add a little bit more um, thought about leg position today to add to your riding. Definitely. Okay, so I think we have four leg positions to talk about. That's right. Uh, We're going to have four basic leg positions. We started with three basic seat positions last time. We just want to review those. um, Listen to the last podcast for that. But the seat can be in a flat neutral position, sitting on the triangle evenly on the horse. It can be tipped slightly 
forward more into the pommel where we have a slight hollow to our lower back and it can be open slightly in the front uh, lifting the front of the triangle up. So those are three seat positions that we're going to combine with four leg positions and uh, all those different combinations and permutations of the seat and leg combination give us all our aids that we want to use for the horse. So our four basic leg positions are going to be uh, number one at the girth. This is a leg aid and leg position, but it's also our neutral to come back to after we've given another aid. Second position is slightly behind the girth. The third position is further back than slightly behind the girth. And the fourth position is slightly forward of the girth position. So we got four slightly different leg positions to work with. So uh, should we go through and describe, first of all, where each of those would be? Yep. Let's go into them in detail. Sure. So we'll stay in that same order of first hour at the girth position. So that's um, always been called at the girth, but of course, it's not actually at the girth. As with everything in riding, it seems to always want to be described in a way that makes it more complicated. But uh, we do call it at the girth, and we're going to stick with that term because that's going to be used in... Uh, things that you read or hear about. So here we want to think it's actually that your toe is at the girth. So the we're in our um, vertical alignment of ear, shoulder, hip, heel. And if you really think of keeping the stirrup leather absolutely vertical line here, um, this is your at the girth position. So your, your seat uh, is going to be uh, flat and neutral in the middle of the saddle and your legs going to hang straight down from that. And we're going to look for that stirrup leather being straight down that's our at the girth position right uh, secondly we have slightly behind the girth and I highlight slightly here this is about two to three centimeters back it's not a lot um, and we don't pull the heel up so I always think of keeping the stirrup uh, the bed of the stirrup iron flat and you're drawing that back so the stirrup leather is going to slightly angle back and we're not tightening the hamstring or our calf and pulling the the leg or the heel up the horse so it is straight back um, two to three centimeters so that's a pretty subtle movement it is pretty small um, but the horse feels that and it does make quite a difference to the horse and I'll point out here that most people ride in the slightly behind the girth position by default so often the one we have to work at more is the at the girth, the straight up and down one. And when we get to talk about what this leg position does, you'll see why maybe we're causing some confusion in the horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely an issue I struggle with. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people. So, you know, looking at your leg position in the mirror or um, with someone on the ground or a video, you know, try to determine where you naturally hang your leg um, because it's usually not always where you think it is. So we need we need a mirror or a video or someone watching us to to help us feel that position. Mm -hmm. So then we have our uh, third position, and this is the further back position. So this is about if we talk about our neutral or at the girth position, this is about a hand or two width back um, from that straight up and down position. So a little mm -hmm. bit further back. And then the fourth position is slightly forward of neutral. So we can think again of the stirrup leather being slightly angled forward. And it's interesting that um, I find when I'm teaching, when I describe the stirrup leather angle, the rider gets a better feel for it rather than kind of 
waving their leg around in space, not not being quite sure of it. We all seem to, if we get a good standing stance over the horse, um, we can feel straight up and down in the stirrup leather, then we can think of it slightly forward and back. Right. So those are four positions. Doesn't sound too difficult. It's more about keeping them organized and what we need them for. So we're using the right or the correct um, position of the leg when we're trying to direct the horse. So we'll go back to our first one again, which was at the girth. This is our neutral leg position. So if we've given an aid, um, we would come back here to neutral. This is always also the position that's used to send the horse forward and to bend the horse. There, um, if we think anatomically in the horse, there's a, a, a small bundle of nerves that run in this place just behind the girth where our leg is resting. And it's actually the sort of irritation of those nerves a little bit that cause the horse to react and and um, move from that and then we take the aid off and the horse the horse will learn to react to that so um, we're going to use that to send the horse forward and to bend the horse and to come back to neutral position when we've given another aid right and and i think um having the horse on your aids and listening to that leg um helps you keep your leg in the right position so you're not trying too hard and really um, squeezing with your leg because that means you end up putting your leg in the wrong position and the horse isn't listening as to what you want because you're not describing it properly. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good point in that we're trying to ask the horse, say, to go forward. So we ask at the girth. We have our stirrup leather straight up and down. We're asking there. And then maybe we think, oh, the horse didn't listen or the horse didn't listen. Or we um, we try harder because we think, oh, I really want him to go forward and I have to use a stronger leg. And then we inadvertently end up tightening our hamstring and drawing the leg back. And now the horse, now the leg is in the slightly back position, but we're trying to make the horse go forward. Yeah. So we've, we've already confused the situation. And then, of course, the horse doesn't go forward. And we use a stronger leg, which usually contracts our leg muscles more and pulls it even further back. So we're already in an argument about going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a good one to practice. And then if we think about the um, slightly behind the girth, and we're saying, again, that emphasis on the slightly two to three centimeters back. Um, this one is used for um, your lateral work. Maybe you're doing turn on the forehand, leg yields. Um, it's used as an outside leg in the guarding position. This is also used to collect the horse, to gather the hind legs. It's used for piaf, passage, canter pirouettes, your higher level um, collected work. So again, as you mentioned earlier in our at the girth position, you can see the confusion here. If that leg is drawn back, the horse is thinking, gathering, collecting, shortening, and you're thinking, no, I want you to go forward. So using that stronger leg mm-hmm. um, may even cause the horse to go crooked or sideways because it is part of our lateral work aids. Yeah, or or rear a little bit and not go forward. And uh, those kinds of reactions I've definitely experienced. So. Right. So if you're seeing that, you sort of ask yourself, okay, where's my leg and C date? Am I actually asking him to go forward or am I asking him to resist and go backwards? Yeah. And yeah, I think you've seen that when you're like, oh, hang on, let me put my leg forward. And then the horse immediately goes forward. Mm-hmm. A bit of an aha moment of, oh, that's my leg hanging straight down at yeah, the girth. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great one. So then our further back is about um, a hand or two width back from our starting position, which was neutral, straight up and down in the stirrup leather. 
And this is used for rain back and as an outside leg for the canterade. Um, and I think you've said it in one of the previous po- podcasts, this was your real aha moment or your belief moment of uh, seat and leg aids really do work as opposed to kick and pull when um, you use the combination of your seat dropping onto the front of the pommel and your legs came back in this position. Lo and behold, your horse just stepped backwards, mm. no pulling, no reins, and he'd never done rein back before, and neither had you on him. Yeah, yeah, that was really an amazing moment, and it just took so little effort as well. And that's the whole idea, right? To use light aids that the horse understands, um, as opposed to stronger aids. We can get stronger and stronger, but if the horse doesn't understand, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth position that we um, were talking about is the slightly in front of neutral. And again, slightly being the emphasis here. And this is the angle, uh, the stirrup leather is angled ever so slightly forward. This is used mostly for extensions, um, just opening up the, um, the gates more. So that's not used a whole lot, um, but it is important when we do get to that stage. Again, we're not drawing the legs back for the extension or pressing really hard with the leg, stepping deeper into the stirrup. Um, allows the horse to step more in front of our leg and create those bigger, more expressive movements. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting to see, um, you know, we see a lot on Instagram nowadays of really top riders in the world riding. And if you look carefully at some of these, you know, follow one rider in, in different movements and um, you'll see these different leg positions now that we're pointing it out. You, know, you can follow someone like like Carl Hester, who has really an impeccable seat and leg position and you'll see in the pf that the leg is drawn back and and you might think at first just seeing some of the pf for very collected work that oh that's how he rides and that's where he carries his leg but then look at one of him in extended trot and you're going to see that leg come just in front of the neutral position so you're going to see that he has all those different positions of the leg it's not that a specific rider holds their leg in a specific place for all all work yeah, I feel like this is a secret language that was never explained um, in all the years that I've been riding. And it it's pretty cool to understand that language and be able to communicate with your horse in a, a more meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And the horse really responds. It's not more kick for more movement or more expression in the gait and, you know, less kick for, <laughs> for less or collected. It, it's really the position of the leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've heard so many times, more leg, more leg. Well, it's more leg. It may be in the right, in the right way. And if Correct. you do it in the right way, you don't need more leg. Mm-hmm. And again, this is something that nobody really teaches the horse. This goes with our law of gravity and so on. So, for instance, the drawing the leg slightly back, which collects the horse or brings them more to the the hind legs gathers the hind leg. The horse is merely stepping under your weight aid. So your leg has drawn slightly back and the horse lowers his quarters to step under that weight. So you're working with the horse, you're working with gravity and, and you felt it. You just have to rub the hair on the side. You don't have to use a strong leg there to, to tell the horse, to describe to him what you want him to do in that case, collecting. But if you wanted him to go forward, that's not gonna work in that position. Yeah. Okay. So now that we know the seat positions and the leg aids and the different positions for the leg, how can we put all of this together? 
Yeah, it's putting it together. We also have weight aids, which we're going to go into, I think, in a separate podcast, um, which is part of more the turning part of it and lateral work. So stay tuned for that part as well. And um, let's also note that this range of positions um, is going to be, you know, we talked about two to three centimeters or one to two hand width um, for the distance. Now, that's all all very general. Uh, what you'll find is that this range of positions, these four positions, will be greater, a greater range in greener horses or more novice riders. And, and it's not as big as you think. So always try to keep it small. How, how little difference can you make in your leg position and still elicit an answer from your horse? The more advanced the training of both, both the horse and the rider, the smaller this range is going to be. So maybe you could even um, think about like when you first did the rain back, you, you put your leg back quite a bit and now you don't have to go as far to get that same reaction. Right. And, and maybe that's the horse being experienced as well and having yep. knows kind of what that aid is. And that's right. The more advanced the hmm. horse and rider and combination, the smaller that range will be the, the greener, or more novice a horse and rider, the range is going to be um, a little bit bigger, but it's probably not as big as you think. So always try as little as possible, but as much as necessary. Yeah. And these are very um, small and discreet, precise and uh, controlled movements of your lower leg. Um, and if we get to see this in pictures, um, and I encourage you to go on Instagram or something to see it, you you'll see they're not big movements. So we have to really control that um, and where does this control come from um, as in all sports the control and stability of the of the core or the trunk or what our sport calls the seat um, the better control we have of that the more control we have of our extremities we can't our legs and our hands we can't control our extremities if our seat is not stable so this is why we did the seat um, discussion podcast first so we have that building block that correctly placed controlled seat that's building the stability into our posture so we have the stability of our seat which allows for the mobility and control of our lower leg the seat is balanced and stable so that the the legs can hang down long and relaxed and allow gravity to pulling the legs down and then the knee becomes the pivot point knee doesn't grip or pinch or pull up the knee becomes the pivot point to make those small discrete movements of the lower leg cool so you have I to also be fine sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say so you have to be really balanced using your core balanced over your seat so that you can do that and you're really not gripping with your legs to stay on Absolutely, because if we get the gripping leg, that's going to pull up and back and get into that behind the girth or even further behind the girth position when maybe we, we want to be in at the girth position to send our horse forward or to bend it. Right. And the weight is down um, into the stirrup with the heel slightly lower than the toe, um, but the weight is over the, the stirrup bar. Uh, it's not pressed down into the heel, creating tension in the heel. Um, I also note that many riders um, grip with their toes. They're, they're, it's like they have glass slippers on and I can see their toes and I can just see that clinging on the stirrups and it creates tension in the ankles. So we want to think of having a flat ball of the foot on the stirrup bar, the, the flat stirrup iron. 
mm-hmm. um, that flat foot and think of spreading your toes. And I think when you really think to spread your toes, you'll realize that you're kind of clinging with your toes on the edge of the, the, the stirrup iron. Um, so when we spread the toes and flatten the foot like that, it relaxes the ankle, which keeps the ankle flexible to absorb the movement of the horse. And again, allowing those small, precise, discrete movements of the lower leg. Yeah. Once again, another thing that I used to do a lot of uh, <laughs> grip with my toes and curl mm-hmm. those toes. And it's it's quite a trick being um sort of maintaining that strength through your core but then relaxing down through your leg Um, absolutely and it's that whole idea of controlling the the core first to be able to control the extremities we couldn't have gotten control over your feet and your ankles and your lower leg with a loose and sloppy core then then you would have just had stiffness or tightness or or trying even harder Mm -hmm. and one other one other point in this is that i um I often encounter riders um, that the stirrups are too long. And I think always trying to be dressage riders, people think, oh, we have to have such a long stirrup, no matter how balanced or not they are in their seat. Or or especially short people (laughs) tend to think with longer stirrups, it's going to somehow make them taller. Um, This just stiffens the lower back, which again, loses the stability in the seat, which loses in the loss of control of the lower leg. You want to have that what's called an athletic stance that's for all sports and there is an angle to the hip knee and ankle that allows us to um, be lower lower our center of gravity and stay balanced on the horse and our body then acts like a spring through these uh, flexed joints which allows us to absorb the the movement of the horse so a shorter stirrup would allow you more control over your seat and lower leg and I always go with the, the saying that uh, you're better a hole too short than a hole too long. So if you're not sure and you're kind of waffling, go with the, the shorter hole. You'll have more stability. Your seat will drop down through gravity. You'll find your stability. And then you could go longer in the stirrup. But when in doubt or you're losing control, shorten your stirrups a hole. Always works. Great advice. And then getting back to, um, you asked like a, uh, uh, how we were going to combine these um these aids that we've got control of. So we've got three seat aids and four leg aids. So um, you mentioned the rain back a few times. And I think that's always a big aha moment. It was for you, uh, for a lot of people to really, if you're not sure about these leg and seat aids, to give this one a try. So do you want to go through the <laughs> the, the aids for the rain back? What are we going to do with our seat? What are we going to do with our legs? So you're going to tip your pelvis onto the pommel Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to bring your legs slightly behind the girth, mm-hmm. um, about one to two hand widths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's the combination. Yeah. And you're going to nudge him with your leg, because if we remember from our previous podcast, the leg tells the horse to move. So he's going to try to move. He may even slightly be thinking forward, which is great. Even the rain back is forward thinking. And the seat position is going to tell him which direction. So he'll hit the front of the saddle, which is closed, and he'll literally just lower the quarters and step back. And it's the the sitting to the front of the saddle, which lightens the seat bones. And this is what allows the horse to correctly lower the hindquarters to go back, to step backwards in balance, as opposed to pulling the horse back where they drop onto the forehand, usually drag their feet. They're not in diagonal pairs. A lot of the problems that we see in rainback. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so there's no pulling of the reins. Nope, the reins just, if the horse goes to step forward, the reins just resist that the horse cannot go forward, but it does not take the horse backwards. Try it. Your seat will tell your horse which direction. I have, I don't know if I've ever seen a horse not react properly to this. They have to require some strength and flexibility to do the rein back. Um, but they will always, in, with this combination of aids, they will always try to step backward correctly. And because they're lowering their quarters and taking the weight over the quarters, they feel comfortable to step back as opposed to trying to pull them back. Right. So we want to remember that general um, um, saying here about the legs telling the horse to move and the seat tells them in which direction. So we think of our three seat aids and our four different leg aids and the combinations and play with all those different combinations and permutations of that. So when you're finished the rain back, how are you gonna tell your horse to move forward? And I always think, what are you gonna do with your seat and weight aids before you start using hand and leg? So what would the seat and the leg aid be once you finish that lovely rain back to send your horse forward again? So you go back to neutral with mm -hmm. your seat and you bring your leg forward at the girth Mm -hmm. and ask him to move forward yeah and they pretty much always willingly do so you, you practice mm -hmm. that combination and that's a great one to practice rain back to forward rain back to forward you know it's maybe the more extremes in our leg position and seat position but that gives you a really good feel of how that's going to work mm -hmm. so any other combinations you want to talk about Daphne um I think what else could we do in that one? Uh, I think we're, I think we're going to wait till we add our weight aids in because then we can add in things like shoulder in and leg yield. And... Right. Can you think of another one that worked for you or is it involving the weight aids as well then? Yeah, no, I think they do all include weight aids. I'm thinking turn on the forehand. Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe we need to talk... Yeah. I think if we add the weight aid in, the turn on the forehand could work with your legs slightly behind the girth and the seat reading the horse. Is the, seat, is the horse standing still where we could stay flat? Is the horse trying to step forward where we would drop onto the front? Mm -hmm. um, um, so that could, that could, turn on the forehand could work a little bit in there too. <clears throat> yeah. Besides, we're at our 25 minute mark, so... It goes so quickly when we have to discuss all these finer points of riding. But I hope by, by talking thoroughly through all of this and not just sort of saying in one sentence or one paragraph, yeah, there's weight and seat aids and you got to get them right. Um, I hope we've explained in detail some of these things to um, make it sound simpler. I know it's taking this 25 minutes to explain it all, but I hope we're giving a good visual for um, people to go out and really try these different things with their horses because... It's, 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 it's simple. It's not easy. Exactly. Well, and it helps having a, a, a coach on the ground who's guiding you through it. And by listening to this podcast, hopefully students will be prepared. I hope it works. And I hope, um, you know, a lot of arenas have mirrors. Um, a lot of us have a friend that could video us or, you know, so many people are into this PIVO videoing now start to look more closely at these, um, small leg position changes and seat positions and do go to um to instagram or something and look for these riders you're going to see it now that now that we've described it you're going to start seeing it in the other riders great 
So I think our take-home message is the leg tells the horse to move and the seat tells them what direction. Absolutely. And stay tuned for the next one on weight aids, which is going to add in our turning and our lateral work. And then we really have covered pretty much all the moves. Great. Okay. Until next time then, Daphne. Okay. Everyone ride well out there. Okay. Take care. Bye now.